Kuanvioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated, founded by Viren Kuanvioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Kuanvioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering. Community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Juniper Outpost Boutique, located in Mesquite, Nevada, is thrilled to help support the quality content brought to you by Carl and Jayman. Saving the world isn't easy, but at Juniper Outpost, they make great gift giving and finding that special item you don't need but have to have all too easy. They value supporting local artists and small batch vendors from throughout Arizona, Nevada, and Southern Utah, and in providing products from folks trying to make the world a better place. Juniper Outpost invites you to stop on by on your way through. Visit them first on Facebook or Instagram at Juniper Outpost Boutique or their website www.juniper-outpost.com outpost.com You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five star, five diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is on an unhealthy diet, Carl. Yeah, actually, I'm, I have root beer and some chips with me right now. And You also it- got a hot dog and you got some nachos. <laughs> You got one of those uh, microwave burritos. Oh man! From the store. Remember the remember that the bomb. Remember the, the bomb. And then you got a gallon of uh, looks like uh, energy drink. <laughs> you, want, you want it to see if your heart would stop after you drink it, <laughs> because you want it to test my first aid skills. Because I said I would get first aid training by being your podcast partner. <laughs> Man, we are so unhealthy. <laughs> and we're back. We're back with uh, week 10. Yeah, we're back. 10 yeah. For the 10th week. And normally this would be our farewell episode for the season. But I did remind Carl before we started recording that we did agree to an 11 season, 11 episode season. And so you will be getting one more bonus. Yeah, you'll be getting an episode a, a, after a, extra this. episode. And then, so that's a big celebration for reaching this milestone of uh, season 11. That's the season. Yeah, season, season 11. 11. I mean, like uh, there's, to be honest, uh, you guys need to listen more. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to listen up, okay? You guys need to tell your mom and dad, your oh. so and qua, your uncles, you know, basically uh, turn turn us on in your car and listen to at least four or five episodes. Well, I told you that people are getting tired of us talking about the sci-fi stuff. I'm telling you, Hopis love the sci-fi people, stuff. People want uh, culture. They're hungry for the culture. If there is a listener out there- That would prefer culture that, versus yeah, sci-fi? If there's, a, if there's a listener out there that loves the sci-fi, give us a shout out and we'll probably give you a free sticker. Yeah. Put, uh, post us somewhere that yeah. says we want more- I of, want more sci-fi I, I stuff. I want more of Carl's goofy ass topics. Yeah. Say, say I want more sci-fi rather than- and, you know, all the rest of the stuff that we do talk about. <laughs> so if you if there's a listener out there, we'll send you a free sticker. 
And hopefully that, you know, most of you are listening to this on Wednesday when we come out. But don't forget that this Friday is the last day to buy raffle tickets. Yeah. And so yeah. you can buy raffle tickets. Uh, you can purchase them online. I believe that they're available via PayPal, Venmo, or Zelle. And all of that information is on our social media accounts. Or you can directly reach out to either me or Carl. Yeah. And information yeah. on how to buy. They're only $1 a piece. And I think the last time that we said there was like over $1,000 Yeah, there was over 1000 bucks stuff. worth of And then stuff. AJ did make sure to let me know that if you're an artist and you'd like to contribute to the prize pool, that there's still time for you to do that. And so if you'd like to contribute something to the raffle, just give us a shout out via the socials, slide into our... DMs. Let us know that you would like to support and we'd like to thank everybody out there so far that has bought tickets. They're very cheap. They're only a dollar. One dollar or $1. $24, $25 or $20 tickets. for 25 tickets. tickets. And then you will see us promoting more of this as we get closer yeah. to the draw date. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't remember when she said that the draw was going to happen, but all I remember was that the deadline is this Friday. Mm. And I, think, I don't know if there's a deadline time. Like, I, I don't like, think so. I think it's just like at the end of the day or end something. End of the day. and At the end of uh, business or the end of the day day. Yeah. So like you, if you hit me up at 1130, I, mean, yeah. I probably won't answer, but. Yeah. If you're like uh, 1199 to close to 11, 1199 <laughs> <and> <laughs> up to uh, 12 o'clock. So, <laughs> and so, but uh, anyway, so if you support the raffle, you're supporting the podcast, we are going to put all of that money into new merchandise yeah. for giveaway purposes. Yeah. We're yeah. trying to open, reopen back our online store. I even completely forgot that we were selling shirts there for a second. <laughs> and then, so, you know, we did have that big cartel shirt, yeah. big cartel yeah. site that was open that had some of our stuff on there. Actually, I think AJ's got it working again. So if you want to buy stickers at the moment, you can visit that big cartel at Carl and J man, something like that. Uh, that that's where you'll be able to find some of our merchandise. And we do have an order in for brand new shirts. And so yeah. you're going to see some brand new shirts from us. Perfect. So is there anything else you'd like to shout out? Is, can I ask you how, how was your weekend? Okay. Yeah. My weekend was pretty swell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do anything interesting? <laughs> um, no, actually, no, we, we, we didn't do anything interesting. There was the, uh, the, one of the dances up at Songopa. Another dance. Oh, yeah. that was, that was, that wasn't one of the social dances. No, no. This one is the, the real Hopi deep dive Hopi. The real Hopi Frank doings. Waters book style. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Waters style uh, dances in there. Only thing Frank Waters would be interested in. Yeah, that's the that. Those are those dances. <laughs> <laughs> Not the YouTube style uh, stuff. That's funny. But we do have a topic today. Yeah, we do have a topic. And today. in an attempt to goose the ratings, and in an attempt to bring back our glory years of yesteryear, we're gonna go back to the culture. We're going to go back to talking about Hopi and talk about what it is that Hopis do and what it is that Hopis say. And, you know, this is kind of a topic that was introduced by our marketing manager, AJ. And the topic is Hopis for Dummies. And what do we mean by this, Hopis for Dummies? You ever hear of those yellow books that are like, uh, I don't know, real estate for dummies? <laughs> yeah. I think I saw one of those books in your bag. It was like podcasters for dummies. Uh, it's like uh, trying to trying to mind control for dummies. And <laughs> <laughs> how to become, uh, 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 what is it? How to become um, a Jedi. How to for become dumb, a Jedi. For, for dummies. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've, 
I, I, when I was going to school, um, they had those books, you know, like Math for Dummies, yeah. Science for Dummies. Have you yeah. ever read any of those? I read, I read like, like, and they're actually very hard to read. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Because the purpose of them, right, is that they're supposed to simplify. They're supposed to simplify, yeah. These kind of real complex topics, Like, I yeah, guess. yeah. And it's and supposed to help you understand it a little bit better. See, I, I bought the calculus for dam- dummies. Oh, really? Yeah, I bought the you, calculus you for dummies. Yeah, I, I bought the calculus for dummies and I read it and it was just as difficult as the school book that it had in. And I'm like, I can't follow this. And where's the, like, you know, where's the book for dummies, how to read the dummies dummies book? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because then uh, in my office there is uh, one of those yellow books, but it, it's not a book that belongs to me. Because then it's uh, QuickBooks for Dummies, and you know I, I've never worked QuickBooks a day in my life, and yeah. so I, that that book does not belong to me. I mean, those books are are very helpful if you know how to how to like, read, read them. them. I mean, because yeah, they're they're pretty. I, I say the majority of these books they're. They're meant to, they're meant to like break it down step by step. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't know what you're getting into, then you don't follow those steps. Yeah. You know, you want the easy. It's almost like you have to know something about the topic before yeah, you're even reading yeah. the How To Dummies book. I think it's just more or less like just a help, like, um, like a boost book. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, today is Hopis for Dummies. And I guess kind of what, it, what I mean by that is that, you know, it, it's. Sometimes some of us get into these situations to where you're talking to pahanas yeah, or, or yeah. you're talking to non-hopis. Yeah. And it's always this question about, you know, it's like, oh, you're Hopi. Yeah. Then, it, then like, what does that mean? Like, like, who are you? Where do you live? What is it that you guys do? And so when, and I think that you've even talked about, you know, kind of some of these examples of you communicating with non-Hopis and then having these questions about Hopis. A a funny story. Uh, Just this past weekend, uh, we ate up at the Culture Center. Well, we didn't eat at the Culture Center. We just ordered out. So I I ordered and we went to go get our food. And uh, there I got my food and of course we chatted they they kind they recognized us you know they, they like hey you know we're you people know. that worked at the yeah the cultural center, center? yeah they, they listen to our podcast oh, really? so shout out to them shout out to all the cultural center podcast people and uh, going out from the cultural center I met these two Pahana ladies these two white ladies and <laughs> immediately she she comes up to me and she's like do you work here and I'm like no I, I don't work here and I'm like, okay, is there something that you you're, you're needing? Is there, can I point you in the direction of a a famous carver or something? You know, and she's like, no, we had a room reservation and we just wanted to figure out if our room is ready. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you can go into the culture center and they'll take care of you and stuff like that. And and so. Uh, you know, to me, it was like, why did she, you know, like, why, why, why did she, why did she that assume that, like, I just work there? It's like, cause all you brownies look the same. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she was just like, oh, yeah, this guy's a brown guy. So let's, let's ask this guy here. <laughs> well, I mean, cause then, you know, it, like, I feel like that Hopi as a culture, like, we do attract attention in, in, yeah. in, in some extent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of makes you wonder, like, where, where do people learn about Hopis? Because then I feel like that, at least in my own experiences, that in some of these, and mostly, it's mostly Pahanam, that's why I guess we're saying Pahanas, that it's mostly Pahanam and that they learn about us in, in some way, shape, or fashion. 
And usually I think that in this day and age, because of how fast information travels via the internet yeah. or other things of that nature, media, things like that, that, yeah. that, that's kind of like probably how people from long distances are able to learn about us. But then, you know, I guess really thinking about when you're meeting somebody for the first time and they're asking you all these questions. It's like we have go-tos as Hopi people when we're talking to Pahanas that have don't really know a whole lot about Hopis and that they're trying to learn that there's this go-to information that we have. And most of the time that this go-to information, it's information to, I guess, prop us up, to kind of empower us, to make us look good, to make us sound good. And some of that information is like we talk we like to talk about how we're one of the oldest cultures yeah in the americas we like to talk about how we're farmers and that the fact that they're dry dry farmers and that our corn is only nurtured by the rains yeah and things like that what are some other things that are like go-tos well you know we sugarcoat all of our our (laughs) assets and our own own Thing, you know, like like we we sprinkle we sprinkle sugar on like on uh, the reality of things <laughs> on like quita, you know. We we make sure we make it look good, you know. Like our culture is good, like this this is the culture to to be in. Yeah, and then we sugarcoat it so much we forget that there's the underlying part of it. Like it's quita, you know. <laughs> Because it still looks good. It's like, man, this is so nice. You know, this is this is so intricate, and you're you're holding quita with sugar toppings, <laughs> and so that's basically what our culture is. I'm I'm not saying that it's all like that, but I'm yeah. saying that it's it's how we present the culture. Remember, there's a um, um, uh, Cosby episode. Cosby episode. There was Vanessa that brought over. Uh, um, well, like her husband to be like she was mm-hmm. dating this guy, mm-hmm. and so so um, they had this dinner, and then Cosby is like, you know, oh yeah, like um, and he's like, uh, what was his name, Damien or Dad or Daphnis? Daphnis, the, I think. Yeah, the, the name of the husband, the husband, husband to be with Vanessa, and so he's like Daphnis. He's like, okay, well, pick. Pick, uh, you know, pick his favorite dish. What is your favorite dish? And he's like, you know, oh yeah, I like what you presented here. And he's like, no, 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 no. Pick what you what you like. He's like, I like a steak. He's like, there you go, there you go. What what do you want? What do you want? He's like, oh, I like steak with some, uh, you know, fried onions on there. And he's like, some uh, crispy stuff Sauteed on the side. Yeah. And he's like, present. He's like, okay. He's like, that is a good dish. And he's like, so he's medium like, rare. yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna cook it to your specification. I'm gonna make it good, but. Then and I don't get a plate. I don't get a plate. I get a trash can lid and I put that steak on there. I make it all nice and good for you. And it's on a trash can lid and I serve it to you. And he's like, that's how she presented it to me. You're on that trash can lid. That's how it, it seems. <laughs> and so it's like, that's, that's the metaphor is like where we present to you what we have, but on a trash can lid. Because because it is like that, right? Like because like I said, we share. There there are these go tos that we go to, yeah. but then like the reality of it is, you know, it's like the the real reality of of how we are. Like you don't tell a person outright that we're poor. That you mentioned it at the beginning. We're, we're poor. Yeah, we're unhealthy. We're unhealthy. Yeah. That uh, we have a lot of domestic violence. We have a lot of domestic violence. A lot of fatherless us are kids, alcoholics. Yeah, fatherless. A lot kids. of missing dads. And, yeah, and so you know, there's this mystified version, I guess. Yeah, of what it is that we share with Bahana. Why do we do that? Why do we? I guess 
basically what to, to your point sprinkle a bunch of cinnamon sugar on quita i guess it's because we've been doing it in time and memorial you know <laughs> we've been presenting ourselves we like basically we're a museum piece to these people we want to seem like this is what life is like all the time because that's basically what frank waters wrote in his book that's what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh what was her name um the, the, the um, photographer the photographer Kate Corey. Uh, Kate Corey that's what she took pictures of you know these are the types of things that we look at and say that oh okay so this is what life is what we deemed mm-hmm. that it's possible mm-hmm. to do and this is what we want mm-hmm. it to be like well it's funny to me because then you know like like well I, I guess you know to, to your point that 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 is part of the story that is part of what helps to develop develop the narrative of what Hopis are are these publications that yeah. are out there that are written by a lot of these yeah. non Hopis. Yeah. It's that they paint us in a certain way. They yeah. build us up to be a certain thing. Oh yeah. And yeah. so when the Pahanas come to the reservation, they expect a certain, certain. type of experience. They expect <laughs> us to act and behave in a certain way. And then we help to reaffirm that narrative that we're, you know, we're, we're holy. Yeah. That that we're holy and that, you know, we still are how we used to be in the past. I, I was talking uh, to some Pahana guy when I was in college and this was, he was an older guy. And he said that because I told him what who I was and w- where I come from and, you know, what tribe I'm from. And he's like, oh, the Hopi Reservation. He's like, yeah, I know. I know some people from the Hopi Reservation. He was like, but I was... When I first got here, he's like, I'm from, I'm from Michigan and I've read about your people in our textbook long time ago. He, this was back in like the early eighties, like seventies, eighties kind of thing. And in there, you know, they, they depict these pictures about like how life is and the Hopi. And of course in the books, you know, they, they're not going to tell you about like what's going on. They're going to tell you what, like what life was back then not life was like now. And so he's like, I, I gotten so interested in the Hopi culture and like what you guys do. And, and I was like, so when I, when I moved out here to Arizona, I wanted to visit the Hopi, the Hopi reservation. So he goes out and he's like, I go out and I was so disappointed. <laughs> and I asked him why. And he's like, because you guys don't live in these huge houses anymore you you guys live in like trailers and you're like like there's like these hud housings now and like it's so disappointing and it's like you guys don't even live in the resi- like in, in, in a the village. village you guys live outside and he's like you guys have stores and i was like i was expecting like these grand uh, like houses like grand, you see grand pueblo yeah grand pueblo houses and like people dressed as like you know your traditional dressed attire yeah and you're like you know these things and he was so disappointed point is like you guys had cars and you guys had like school buses that were and you guys had like murder and like you, you guys know. had like murder <laughs> and then so and i'm like well i'm sorry i'm sorry to disappoint you and he's like no 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 it wasn't your fault i guess it's our own assumption that that was very very titillating to see like in a book but then when you finally figure out that this is what the you know, basically, this is what the picture doesn't represent. It's it's it, it was disappointing for him, and he's like, I ever, ever since that. I mean, the dances are great. You go, your social dances are perfect. You know, you guys have colorful things, but I was just very disappointed that you guys had electricity wires hanging off the rafters, and <laughs> he was like, the roads were all cracked, and you know, there was like people yelling. <laughs> 
What 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 do you think about because that was the point I was about to make. It's that it's so funny that as Hopis, right? Like like yeah. we've, we've lived out here our, our practically our whole lives. Yeah. And, you know, we yeah. basically have an understanding of what our contemporary societies are like. Oh yeah. But yeah. then when these behind them come in that they expect a certain level of culture, I guess yeah. they expect a certain level of uh, a hisat way of living. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's to me the point that I was going to make that it's funny that they get disappointed because yeah. we're not traditional enough no. for them. And then it's like they have this expectation of who we are. Why why do you think that that's who they want us to be? I, you know, I believe that because we, we sugarcoat, like I said, we sugarcoat quitta. We sugarcoat it so much that we present it in a way where it's like, man, this, this stuff looks really good to eat. I want to go and eat with you guys. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to mm-hmm. there and then you figure out that this is quitta and then you're like, yeah, I, you know, uh, I think I'll, I'll eat at the, a real restaurant. Well, I think for me, you know, because there there's so much work that's out there on us. Oh yeah, and in all, all tribes probably, but specifically talking about Hopi, that there's so much work out there on us, and we talked about it quite to quite a length in this yeah. last season, talking about yeah. some of the books and talking about some of the other material that are out there for people to learn about who we are. And you know, I think that that Frank Waters book, the Book of the Hopi, is probably a prime example because then if you read it, I feel like that he writes it in a way to where it's almost like poetic that you know like 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 our our spirituality yeah is off the charts and that you know we're one with awa and you know we're <laughs> one with awa we can connect our brain to the animals yeah and then we can ride the rabbits yeah. in the field and yeah then in, in addition to that too i think that a lot of it has to come from our own culture because in that you know when you're talking about the information that we like to share with the pahanam we like to talk about the power of our culture we like oh, to yeah. talk about the yeah. power of our people because then you know one of the biggest things too that we like to talk about is that we like to talk about our lands that there's no big bodies of water oh no there's no, no lakes no there's no. no rivers but yet we're able to live because our people had the power to create springs create. yeah springs that can help to uh, support villages that can support communities and then we also like to talk about some of the knowledge that we have yeah that makes yeah. us powerful because then that's the reason why we've been living for as long as we have been in the semi-arid desert region and so you know this is kind of i, I guess to your point this is where we help to pile on a lot of the powdered sugar oh yeah onto the the crap that's kind of developed as as the narrative of who we're supposed to be as hopi people and then I guess, you know, kind of talking about it in the way that we're talking about it. Do you think that it's harmful that people think of us in this way or have this level of expectation for us? Yes. Yes, it is. It's we romanticize a, a lot about our culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Books romanticize about that. Mm-hmm. Even with like the, the autobiography, like the Sun Chief. Yeah. It's all romanticized about his life. Mm-hmm. It's all romanticized about the Hopi culture. You know, it doesn't talk about like the poverty. It doesn't talk about like the the uh, the abuse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't talk about like his family problems. It talks about mm-hmm. like his mm-hmm. his way and his outlook in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it like there's, remember what was that other book too? The Sikyakwamtiwa or oh, uh, uh, me and mine. Yeah, me and mine. You know, she. It talks about her growing up and what she was going through, but it doesn't talk about like the 
all the other family drama. Mm-hmm. So we romanticize about this. We mm-hmm. romanticize about like well, all of this. What what should have been going on during that yeah. time, yeah. and it becomes fiction. It becomes this fictional part of our culture, and that's where we sugarcoat all of this. This quita because because I guess to me. At least thinking about why Pahanam want us to be a certain way when they come to the villages. I guess for me, it's kind of almost like this idea of finding unicorns in the wild. That, you know, it's like this idea that there's this mystical creature and they're still living in their habitats as pristine as it was back when... The very first anthropologists or explorers reached the village and that this is how they still are. So to me, it's kind of like almost like a um, a racist notion because then it's their, it's this idea that we're still primitive people. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that we haven't adapted to technology, that we haven't grasped education, that we haven't incorporated the white man's way of life into our way of living because clearly we have and that's what creates a large part of this disappointment it, it you know like the books they think you know when when somebody reads the books when they you know you you immediately think that we're not assimilated yet mm-hmm. we're not assimilated mm-hmm. to any other culture that we have this pure culture that we have we have this like ultimate culture that that has not died mm-hmm. out for thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of years mm-hmm. but yet when in reality, I mean, we're so assimilated, <laughs> we're so assimilated that man, we we don't even know who we really are anymore. And and you know, I, I guess you know, one can pose that question: is like, whose fault is it? Whose fault that this false narrative exists? I mean, I think you could point fingers in multiple oh, directions, yeah, mo- both both then, ways, yeah. Because then you know, we're talking about publications that exist out there that paint us in the way that were painted and then you've mentioned that it's us ourselves oh yeah yeah that we're also adding to this narration by trying to i guess promote ourselves in a more dignified way yeah than maybe we actually are because then you know like one one example that i can think of as far as you know like like you said that these books paint us as being unassimilated oh yeah that we still very much live by the own law of our land, but I think that like the Hopi Tribal Council is like a prime example of kind of almost like a false narration. Oh yeah, of our own independence, our own way of life, our own autonomy. Because then, like one word that's pushed out through the American Indian Studies world a whole lot of sovereignty. Oh yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. This, this, we we talk about sovereignty. Yeah, this idea that we live by our own law. That we live by our own way. But then for me, I always felt like, how can we truly be sovereign when we still live under the thumb of the federal government? <laughs> that is true. Is that, that is, is that really sovereignty? It's not. But the tribe sure promotes it as its like, sovereignty. Yeah, yeah. Like there's <laughs> like it, it's strange because there are there are only a few villages out here that what what do you call the autonomous or whatever? Um like they're they're they're, they're not they're, they're independent of they're, the Hopi tribal yeah council. they're independent from the Hopi tribal council and there are only a few villages around here that still do that and Hotvel is one of them you know where where they have uh, full autonomy of their own 
their own way of life. Well, well, each village technically has their own autonomy. It's just that they choose not to participate with the tribe. True, true. But yet, then we it, it's so strange because and we we and then we, we get can, mad when nobody gives. Yeah, us Yeah, and then they get mad because you know the tribe is not giving us money <laughs> because we we can't become sovereign unless we get money. You know, that's the that's the two. What do they call it? That's the two stones or whatever they do. The two the two stones. the two heads of of evil or whatever. Heck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's like we 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 paint ourselves as as this mystifying culture. We paint ourselves as like these these drawings that we create. You know, mm. we we romanticize. Mm. There's a lot of drawings that romanticize about like Katinam, like the. But there's no drawing out there like these. Have you ever seen like uh, Frida Kahlo? Remember yeah. her? Remember yeah. her drawings? She depicts of what what she goes through, and she depicts like her drawings of life, of like her her own life, and and so there's no Hopi drawings like that. There's no Hopi drawings of like this is what we go through, like poverty, like uh, like uh, fatherless kids, or like you know uh, kids that are living with their souls and guas. There's there's no drawings like that because we're we're afraid of the truth. We're afraid of what people might think of us. And that's what scares us the most is because when we start to say that, oh, yeah, we're so third world country that even the third world doesn't even want us anymore. So we create this other world that that nobody ever wants us to be. So we're so afraid of that. We're so afraid of what we might uh, what we really are. It's like uh, it's like. We can't look into into the mirror and say, man, I'm this way. So we create our own way of reality and keep to that. And we and we talk about that all the time. And so I guess kind of like uh, taking some of the sugar away. Yeah. And, and, you know, presenting ourselves as we truly are. I kind of wrote down a list and, you know, reality of Hopi versus what we share, promote. Uh, we are traditional when we want to be oh yeah yeah that is true that is very very true we are so doing that what does that mean to to be traditional when we want to be it's like we're traditional only on the weekends we're basically like the urban (laughs) indians but we live here full time (laughs) it's you know it's interesting to me and you know i think i think that 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 occurrence happens for multiple reasons. I think that, you know, because to, 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 to li- truly live a Hopi life, I guess, is that, you know, it's such an everyday thing. Yeah. And that, you know, a lot of us, we don't want to wake up early in the morning. And no, to no. Go, to go kaivato. Or we don't want to wake up early in the morning to go run. Oh, no. Or, no. you know, we don't want to do our tūnapna uh, or whatever it is that, you know, we're, we're supposed to be doing on an everyday basis. And so, you know, p- part of it comes with laziness, you know, that you mm-hmm. just you just don't want to do some of these things. You want to cut corners. I think that another reason why that we don't adhere to our laws on a daily basis oh, is yeah, because yeah. a lot of people just don't know. Like, there's a lot of people that just don't have this information. Like, they don't get it for some reason. They don't oh, no. learn it. They don't learn it. And so I think that that's another reason why. And then I think that, you know, and we've talked, we've talked about this to death, but, you know, there's just, for some reason, there's just this inherent... I don't want to say inherent, but there's just this want to show off our traditional. Yeah. Yeah. There's this want for us to take pictures during the ceremonies. There's this want for us to promote it through the social media. There's this want for us to share it through the YouTube. And so for some reason, 
we're we're like that now. And, yeah, and I we I, who whoever has the most pictures of culture on their social media will get the most likes. It's the yeah. most traditionalist, I guess. Yeah, in this day and age, whoever so. has like their their Hopi name as their uh, profile <laughs> name on there, you know, that's the most traditional. Hey, shut up! I have that. Now. <laughs> You're an urban Indian. <laughs> And and so you know that that's kind of part of it, and then also too I think another big part too of being traditional only when we want to be I think a lot of that has to do with our new way of life now because then it's like a lot of us are at work all the time. Oh yeah, and so when you're at work all the time, you can't adhere to the traditional ways because you're at your pahana place doing your pahana job. We we now are fully assimilated. We're we're a fully assimilated culture where. Where we do things, it's like it's like the white man, it's like Spanish had won. You know, like when the Spaniards came over and wanted to assimilate us, and we said that, no, no, we don't want to because we want our own way of life. And then so they came back again and started to doing that, and they said that, no, we're going to just run you out of the village. Here's the oxymoron for you. Okay. So next on my list, because you just made the statement that we're fully assimilated. Yeah. But the next on my list is that we suck at progressing. <laughs> Yeah, that is a full <laughs> juxtaposed <laughs> position there. But like hey, w- would you would you agree with that statement? I would that, agree that with we the suck at progressing. We 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 do. We do. We, why 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 do we suck at progressing? Yet being fully assimilated at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> because God we're fucking odd ass people. We <laughs> are we just don't know what we want in life. We don't, we don't know what we want. It, it's true. People, if there's a listener out there that can shed some light on, on this whole thing, I mean, like feel free to comment on it. Feel free to message us. And, you know, I think that, that that's probably another deep conversation that we could have for another episode, but kind of talking a little bit more about our failures in our progression. And I guess what I mean specifically by that is that there's a whole lot of new concepts, I guess, yeah. as far as yeah. like operating, whether that's on a government level or you're talking about infrastructure or you're even just talking about basic, um, I don't know, program structure. Yeah. That we tend to operate like we're still in the 70s <laughs> and you have leaders yeah. that were leaders in the 70s. That still function as leaders today. Yeah. And, you know, one can make an argument as to whether that's good or bad, or maybe it's a little bit of both, or maybe it's just plain bad. But, you know, and I, I, I made this comment once before on our podcast, but, you know, it, it's when you, when you view the landscape yeah. of, I guess, the professional world out here on the reservation, thinking about all of the professional businesses that you have all out, that you have out all out here, all of the professional organizations that you have out here, whether those be nonprofit organizations, government-funded organizations, or you know, uh, like the the hospitals or the schools. Yeah, that yeah. I feel like that there's a lot of problems that are the same within all of these different organizations. A lot of the problems, to me, in my own opinion, this is J-Man's opinion, is that there's a, a, a lack of very strong leadership. And I feel like that there's also a lack of accountability. Yeah. I also feel like that there's a lack 
to adapt to modernization. And what I mean by that, for example, is that in this day and age, and I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to uh, piss people off, but I, I'll probably do that. In 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 the professional setting, right? Yeah. If you're gonna send me a document, okay, and you say that you know, let's pretend we work together, and you're gonna send right. me a document. All right. You're 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 telling me, hey, I'm gonna send you a document. In my head, I fully expect that I'm gonna get an email from you. Yeah. And yeah. that there's going to be an electronic document that's going to be attached to this email. And this in turn is the document that you're sending yeah. to me. Yeah. In today's world on the Hopi Reservation, that when somebody says that they're going to send you a document, <laughs> that they don't always mean that it's going to be an email. No. That sometimes you're going to get an envelope. Yeah. With a physical document. Yeah. And I've had cases to where somebody was like, hey, did you get a chance to look at that document I sent you? Like, no, I never got the document. Like, yeah. there's no email for me. There's no document. Yeah, yeah. And then the response is like, oh, well, it's in your folder on your door. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess to me, I feel like that when you look at technology, that it offers so much um, leverage for our situation as Hopis yeah, yeah. to be able to catch up to the rest of the world and to be able to adapt. But I feel like that there's a working culture out here that just refuses to ex- accept Except. it. Now, I, I have another one for you, too. It um, This happened at the, the Tribal Council. And yes, Tribal Council, I don't know if you listen to this. I probably not because you guys are all old. So, But anyway, um, the, they're still looking for the radio still station. Tro- yeah, they're still ra- looking for the radio Arizona. station. And then so... This is what happened. This is what really happened is that the tribal council had voted that they were going to go electronically. Mm -hmm. They were going to try to reduce the cost of paper because Mm -hmm. paper is being is becoming, you know, super expensive, especially for the tribe, because Mm -hmm. they're trying to cut costs Mm -hmm. at all majors and trying to save. And see, see that that's an example of where the technology yeah, is beneficial. It's it'll beneficial. Cut, cut you costs. So they order. You don't have to pay to send yeah, an email. Yeah, exactly. But you do have to pay to print a paper. Yeah, paper. Yeah, exactly. And so what they were, were they said that okay, we're going to order all laptops for our tribal council. You know, they ordered I don't know how many laptops for the tribal council, and each one of them got it. And they were so uh, idiot proof. And I call them idiot proof because it's like you can't put a three prong into a two prong socket, right? It's going you know, it's always going into a three prong socket, and so. And so like, you know, all of it's, it's idiot proof. So they made it idiot proof. And so they were saying like, okay, we're going to email you the, uh, the agendas. We're going to only email you the meeting packets. The meeting packets are only going to be in email now. And then, so they, they, for one whole week, they were all like, yeah, we're going to do this. You know, they're, they had their laptops set inside. We're going to modernize. Yeah. We're going to modernize this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so after that, they were like having hard problems. Like this is not downloading. And I'm like, you're not even on the right page to download. (laughs) So then we had the secretary going in and then going in and then hitting download for each one of them. (laughs) And then saying that, oh, this is taking too long to download. And I'm like, well, we, sent this two weeks in advance you should have downloaded this two weeks in, and then they're like i don't even know how to do my email and i'm like what's an email and then so they said that and then for a whole week they they were having these problems and then so then they had this meeting again and said like let's do away with laptops this is very hard and let's go back to 
printing paper, you know, and this is this is actually true. This is an actual true statement. And it's like, you know, I cannot read my email. I cannot do these emails here because they're so complicated. Is there a way that we can just print out our agendas and our meeting packets? And they're like, no, we can't because that's what we voted for is that we voted to cut costs on paper. And they're like, well, I vote that we we do we sell these laptops so we can pay for more paper. <laughs> you know, who's with me? You know, like I, I and like all these old oh, old fogies out there they're like, yeah, let's do that. And you know, to me, like it, it's so frustrating because then like I feel like that in today's society, not not just thinking about Hopi, but the world, the yeah. world society. Yeah. In my opinion, that I feel like that when you're in a position of leadership, yeah, that you're supposed to be cognizant of all of these things, not only within your communities, but external to your communities. Yeah. How can we leverage tools to make our situations better? How can we use the technology to help us in ways that normally would be our shortcomings, but now we can use the internet to help make things better. And I feel like that as a leader, that's your responsibility. Oh, yeah. That you're supposed yeah. to be understanding that the world is changing around you and that you have to learn and that you have to have a willingness to implement some of these new systems in order to make things better around you. But then out here, there's just an unwillingness to do it. Oh, yeah. Folks there is. just want to go back to the, the typewriters. Yeah, the typewriters. And they want you to use a chisel and, and a hammer. Yeah. To start documenting, writing your emails on stone. And I kid you not, the tribe is still using typewriters to this day. I didn't even know if they have ribbons for typewriters. And that pisses me off. And, and, and they still do off. this and they still do this because they still need a physical copy, which in to me... When you send a physical copy, it gets lost. And then they're so pissed off because it gets lost in the e in, in mail mm -hmm. and say that, no, I got to print out another one. And it goes round and round. <laughs> so, oh, I got to print out another one. So, and so they're typing. And so you're doing that. And I kid you not, this is this is an actual true thing, is that they found a vendor for for yeah like ribbons <laughs> for their typewriters and the only one in existence only one in existence the Hopi and, tribe is the only and the only one that only still give you know funding that <laughs> that's only one that still produces these ones for the brother typewriters <laughs> well concluding my my list of the realities and this yeah. is actually a positive one because we we're kind of just harping on our people but um this is a positive reality is that but despite being assimilated yet sucking at progressing we're still pretty more traditional yeah than, than other native yeah tribes. yeah we we are we we still follow our traditional calendar we have we still have our dances we still have our ceremonies we still have our, our villages yeah and we still know how to at least 85 percent of us still are fluently active in our language well the, the number is probably a lot smaller than that, probably but, but 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 it's the language is still around. Yeah, language is still. There's still speakers. It hasn't yeah. gotten to the point of where there's only a handful of speakers left. That yeah, like still, the Cherokee Nation, like, like, like some other tribes. Yeah, like the Cherokee Nation. Like uh, they only have like four or five of them that are still. And it, it to me, it's an interesting dynamic because then I think that you know there there are still quite a bit of us that are still getting that old lessons as yeah. far as how we're supposed to carry ourselves yeah yeah we're still getting a lot of those old teachings and then even 
when you think about things like uh, taboos, because then, you know, we had that whole taboos episode, but then, you know, just understanding of how we're supposed to carry ourselves and what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. Oh, yeah. And I think that because we have such this foundation this morale within the culture yeah the morales part that then it makes it more unique because then you know you have all of these other hopis that don't know or learn as much we tend to ridicule them because then they don't know as much oh yeah 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 and so there's still i guess a layer of knowing that's probably a lot deeper and that goes further, more so than other tribes that are around us or even in the United States. That is very, very true. I mean, like, you know, because we we do still do a, a lot of our ceremonies. We're still deep in that culture. You know, Frank Waters wrote this in his book, basically. You know, and, and they, so it, it this, was foretold it, and it's happening. It, yeah, exactly. You know, like the Hopi survival book, you know, or survival kit made this made sure of it. You know, it, it's. It's it's a way of life that we still have great honor for. Mm-hmm. It's it's a life that we still want to do rather than the assimilated part where we're like, okay, Leah, let's fully assimilate where we're going to have paved roads all the time in our villages. Because then I guess, you know, when you're talking about like being more traditional and, you know, like some examples of that and you shared one is that, you know, not all villages choose to participate with the Hopi Tribal Council because their mentality is that we're not supposed to adopt the white man's version oh, yeah. of a government. Yeah, yeah. And that we're supposed to continue to govern ourselves in a more Hopi traditional way, way of life. Of yeah. governing. And so, yeah. you know, you mentioned Hotvala, and then I think we've mentioned this too previous on the podcast, but the other three villages being Samoompavi, Oraivi, and Munkapi yeah. are, are the four villages that still don't choose to send representation to the tribal council and then you know i also too think that you know there's other examples of how we've tried to truly maintain uh, a traditional way of conducting things and then you know even you know i think farming is is a prime example that you still got a lot of hopis out here that are still doing dry farming oh yeah that that they haven't adopted irrigation yeah although i do i do see some of you guys driving water trucks to your field so you guys need to shut the f up when just kidding (laughs) (laughs) when criticizing munkapi about our irrigation ways but (laughs) You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. But then, you know, and so, you know, there, there's pockets. There's pockets where we try to maintain our traditions because then, you know, I think even with our food episode that we talked about, the most recent one where Gua was telling you about all the different types of uh, greens that they used oh, yeah. to eat that yeah. used to be harvested from outside wild wild food that there's a lot of that that still goes on that we still seek out a lot of these wild plants and that we still use them within our households for everyday meals oh yeah a lot of that is still happening and so i think that the reason why that we're able to maintain that is because our seclusion because then you know we're 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 the definition of the middle of nowhere yeah like yeah the the nearest town is is miles away about a 200 miles away yeah and so th- that we're still able to maintain that because of uh, proximity to the lack of proximity to uh to to uh to a modern modern world modern, yeah modern world yeah exactly i mean like like we we chose to live out here mm-hmm. we chose to make sh- make it our home we chose mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make this like the quote unquote the center of the universe mm-hmm. and so when we choose something we we dedicate ourselves to this 
this part of life. And I guess that's that's one point of it. Like this is the traditional part of it. This is the this is where you know you're no longer sugarcoating quita. You know you're you're actually making great food from it. You're making mm-hmm. great dishes from actual food now. You're 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 making this this seem like this is wow. This is a wow station now. Mm-hmm. And then you know I guess to kind of take it back to the source because then you know we're talking about this this uh, imaginary perception of what Hopi is. Yeah. Yeah. That these Bahanas carry and that we kind of help to build. But this comes from somewhere. And even before the Waters books, even before the Talayasva um, book, the Sun yeah. Chief book, yeah. even before the Me and Mine book, that something created this narrative. And what that something was, was who we used to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we think about who we used to be, why is that important in thinking about who we used to be? Because it it grounds us. It grounds us to the way that we were supposed to live our life. It grounds us to the way that this is what life used to be as what we were as real Hopis. Well, quick question. Who, who did we used to be? Who are these people? Where did they live? How did they live? What was so special about them that it in turn created, created this fairy tale yeah. of who Pahanas want us to be, but that we are in some context no longer. I, I guess I guess when we when we look at our life and then when we look at like how life uh, was back then, mm-hmm. you know, we like I said, we do romanticize a lot about what who we are and who what, who we were. Because a lot of us here or we were given lessons about who we used to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, some of these things that I've heard about who we used to be, they make me proud because then, you know, oh, yeah, like yeah. I, I feel like that we came from really strong people that we came from really devoted people. Yeah. Because then, you know, one of the things that is always said about the old Hopis is that they're always working. Yeah. That work was emphasized as part of being a Hopi's life is that a Hopi is always busy, always busy with something, regardless of the gender, that you're always doing something. And it's this idea that the work strengthens you. It prevents you from being lazy. And so when the work strengthens you, that when you run into difficult times yeah, that you already have that strength within you to overcome. And so it's this idea that because our people were so strong in the work, that that's the reason why that we existed for so long, because this was our life. Yeah. The mala yeah. was our life. And so when you think about something to romanticize about that, when you think about the yesteryears, yeah. the old hopes, yeah. that to me, part of, part of it was that. Remember that um, that pictograph that uh, the the, the petroglyph. Mm-hmm. Remember about the old Arabi, the mm-hmm. um, where, where they have like the line. Is that it, the um, what was it called? Supposed again? to be like the uh, where it tells about the end of the world. Yeah, you remember how like there's the two prophecy paths. rock. That, yeah, prophecy rock. That's what you know. Those uh, weird Indians that live up there. <laughs> you know, they're the ones who created that. All you Arabis up there. And I'm pretty sure there's nobody living there anyway. All, so. all you weirdos. All you weirdos up there. All you weirdo beakest ladies. 
<laughs> but but on that rock, it had like two, like it's basically like a, it tells us like who we were, who we're supposed to be. And mm-hmm. this is what the path we're supposed to follow. Mm-hmm. And then on like this other side, it's like, this is where the path ends and this is where the destruction begins. But then on the other side of this rock, this prophecy rock, that line goes around, but then it ends it ends mm-hmm. and that's where the pro- that's where destruction happens again so no matter how you look at it they're both sides end in destruction mm-hmm. like one it, one ends quicker one ends slower mm-hmm. and so when when <laughs> so you're like why 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 drag this out yeah like why drag this out let's do the the quickest okay. let's let's do the quickest route to let's all get only fans <laughs> and you know, and and that's we'll start dancing our culture in the parades, <laughs> and that's how that's how it, it it's deemed on what we what we look at in Hopi in Hopi traditional or Hopi life as our traditions mm-hmm. are like. If we want to end it now, we can end it now. Mm-hmm. If we mm-hmm. want to drag it out, but it's it's still going to end. But we just don't know how long we're going to drag this out to. Mm-hmm. So. That's the reason why I guess we st- keep romanticizing about our culture. We keep mentioning that this is what our crap looks like if you put this with uh, sugar on top. Put some uh, Chantilly cream on there. And <laughs> some can put of- some um, berries on there. No, can, the- no, canned fruit in there, you know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope he's like the canned like fruit, fruit stuff. Salad, yeah. <laughs> And then, so that this is that is the reason why that is basically the reason why, and I'm I'm pretty. This is just my own opinion. Yeah, you know? to me, I guess you know, thinking about it more, that it almost becomes like there's two versions of Hopis. Oh yeah, there, there there's yeah. two 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 concepts. Like there there's the the old version. Yeah. Of who the Pahanas want us to be. Yeah, yeah. And then even to us, like who we want to be again, or at least, you know, elements of that, of, of who those people were. Yeah, yeah. That we would like for ourselves. But then, you know, the other version of it is the, is the contemporary. It's the reality of who we are now. It's like we're struggling to live in two different worlds. Because oh, yeah. we're still trying to be Hopi. But yet at the same time, we're trying to progress and we're trying to modernize and you know that that's kind of an, you know another issue that i have too with the whole modernization but that would just lead me off on a tangent it's like how come you don't want to modernize in the workplace but in your own home you want to get the highest rates of internet speed and you yeah. want to have all of the uh pay- you have the pay-per-view stuff you want to and- have the paramount plus and the disney plus <laughs> but yet you refer you refuse to learn how to download a pdf but when you- it comes to something that's actually real and important yeah then you have netflix on the side so <laughs> and and but i i guess you know what what, I, what i'm trying to say is that you know because i think that not only do pahanas but hopis us hopis as well that we look back to those old years to those golden years to those glory years of, yeah. of who our people used to be Thinking or about, what are you people used or, to be? Or, or what are people yeah, used to be? Go. But thinking back on those years, how does that help us today? In thinking about the Hisats, you know, or thinking about our ancestors. What are the positives of looking back and trying to extract some of those things and implement that in our society today? I guess... I guess in a way, when we look at that, we look at our our culture, our language, our traditions, and we look at the old ways and we say that let's try to keep our old ways 
you know, alive. Mm-hmm. Let, let's try to, let's try to make this work because it worked in the past and it should work now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, so that's, uh, that's basically why we try to keep these older traditions alive as much as possible because those are what defines Hopi. Because what value do you see in it? What is the value? Because once it's, it's gone, it's gone, you know? And, and when we, when you look at it, it's, it's like this, it's like the Dorito chips, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hope your life is like a Dorito chip. You know, you, I'm you, scared of where this is going. <laughs> hope your life is like a Dorito chip. You know, you, you open up a bag and there's this delicious Dorito chip. You want to preserve it because you want to eat it with your sandwich later on. But then you you figure out that man Doritos are very very tasty and by you itself. Can't help yourself, and you can't help yourself. But so that's the reason why he's like you keep dragging into it, but keep keep trying to preserve it because you want to eat it with the meal, <laughs> you know, and it, and you can't do it because it's it's so delicious in a way. That is the strangest. But yet it made sense <laughs> analogy that I have ever heard. <laughs> Kudos, Carl. Good job. Good job. <laughs> but then, you know, like I guess, you know, talking about the value because like that, like like language is important, right? Yeah. Why why is language important? Because it's our identity. Yeah, it, it is our identity. That that comes with being a Hopi person is yeah. that you speak the language. Are there any other instructions from the old ways that you find valuable? For me, it's like, yeah, like I just talked yeah, about there's this a lot whole, of there's a lot of stuff like that. This yeah. whole ideology that we're supposed to be hardworking yeah, people. That's yeah. supposed to be important to us. And that is definitely something that you could apply in today's society. And then, you know, the other thing too that I find very valuable about our culture is this idea of agriculture. Because to me, I've always thought of that as true uh, su- sustainability. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then you're you're in charge of your own food supply. Mm-hmm. And so rather than being, you know, like somebody, like a tribe that's primarily dependent upon hunting, you don't know what the game's going to be like the next mm-hmm. year. You got to follow the game around mm-hmm. wherever they go. That's where you got to go. But not with the farming. And the other thing, too, that I point out, especially with the farming, it's like almost every doomsday movie in Hollywood, they all go back to agriculture. Oh, yeah. They all go back to agriculture. And so it's like a universal thing that agriculture is something that's very, very important. And that's something that we still hold strong within our societies today because our people from the past made it so that we could still have it today. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I like Culture Center sometimes too. So <laughs> if there's an end of the world, I'm going to pre-order like uh, all my stuff. <laughs> <I'm gonna> pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just call them up like when there's a big old asteroid. It's like, hey, remember my order? I want to get my order now. I thought you were going to say like you're going you're gonna to have like 10 orders of Hopi hot beef <laughs> in your freezer. <laughs> <That I'll, you're, laughs> well preserved. You're all trying to spare them for your last days on earth. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna eat out good every day before I go. <laughs> That's true. Well, if you guys have gotten this far, you know I congratulate you. I, I think you. this episode is more or less a tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And basically, this is all of our uh, opinion. So don't get offended if we if we offended you. I congratulate you as well too. If, so. if you were offended, offended, learn how to download download a goddamn PDF. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. They probably didn't even know what to what a podcast is. So, 
It's easier than setting the time on your watch. I promise. <laughs> All right. If you guys want to listen to the uh, other part that we're going to be talking about tomorrow, and this is going to go deep diver, deep diving into deep the diver, <laughs> deep diving into into more of the Hopi stuff. So. Uh, subscribe. It's only $7.99 a month uh, and you get to listen to great episodes. Some episodes actually don't air because uh, it's only for our paid listeners. Ask, you uh, you know, go go tell your mom, dad, brother, sister to go subscribe to us. If you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us at Carl and J-Man all across the board. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us that five-star review because your podcast isn't five stars unless your Apple Podcast says it's five stars. If you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, don't forget to listen to it a second time on Spotify because they are paying for this party to some extent. They pay for like, I don't know. A bubblegum. A bubblegum. <laughs> Each. Yeah. On, on once we're lucky. Yeah. Once we're lucky. <laughs> no, that's it, Carl. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl and this is my best friend, J-Man.